And we're back with Bar Down. Breakdown. I'm your host at Yesman Outfitters, Devin Robinson, straight off the island that Emo built. Your boy live from the hive, Mikey CLT. Mikey, how you doing, buddy? Life is good. Life is good. I had a great weekend. Um, we had Jay from MSG coming down to Charlotte and spent the day with us and filmed some really cool uh, cool pieces to really, you know, just showcase what Isles Meetup CLT is all about and what all these meetup groups are all about. So I'm over the moon about that. And then, uh, you know, my buddy Justin drove three hours from Raleigh to join up with us. And that's when I realized, like, dude, we need to have a Raleigh group. Like, you know, <laughs> three hours is definitely far enough away where we're not going to have too much crossover. So having the Raleigh group now, having two in North Carolina is pretty sweet. Yeah. Super excited about that. And then, uh, you know, by the time this pod drops, uh, I probably have went to the state champ show. So got that coming up this week. So state champs, the dangerous summer, grayscale. Super pumped about that tour. When's when is uh when's that show? Uh tomorrow night. Uh Wednesday. So, you know, by the time this drops, it's probably come and gone. But super I'll excited. I'll try and get it out for you, pal. All right. So <laughs> we'll have something to talk about. Take notes. And also speaking of taking notes, uh I bet you all thought that I forgot to say the word breakdown in the intro, but I didn't. I just thought it'd be silly if I strung it out. So I hope that gave everybody a little bit of a laugh. Hopefully it's really tune out. It's really, really yeah, yeah. Like everyone like looking at their phone and pause it because they're like, what the fuck is wrong with my headphones? Great tactic on my part. But it's really, really hard to do that opener. Cause it's like I I have it in my head and then all of a sudden it all goes out my ears and I can't remember anything. And I'm just like literally running around my brain inside my own brain. And I'm like, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? What do I say? What do I say? What do I say? Like, yeah, I would never be able to do it. Yes. I would totally mess up every single time. So it's scary. Thank and God I just want to, yeah, I just want to portray that to the listeners, how scary it is to just be me, my mic and a big old furry bear looking at me at the other end of the computer and having to remember all that, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but, yeah, so we talked about you. Uh, we talked about all my hardships. Let's talk about some of my wins. Uh, we won it on uh, on Monday. It was a good game. Good game Monday, good game to go to. I had that feeling when they when the puck dropped. And I hate to be that type of guy. But um, it's within, like, the first three or four minutes when you're in the arena, you can tell who they're going to be and what they're going to be. It's just pretty evident, um, especially when you're there for every single game and they've been playing at home so frequently. You just know. I mean, it's just like a it's a second sense of a second sense. It's a sixth sense. Jesus Christ. Um, Imagine if I only had one sense and my other one was knowing whether or not the Islanders were going to play the other. Like I can only see and also know whether or not it's going to be a well-fought game. Like that would be just a horrible set of senses. Sorry. So it's a sixth sense. Um, And yeah, the electric uh, electricity was there. Um, The grit was there. 
Um, you could tell that Barry had told the boys, like, back to basics, no more bullshit, and uh, they played well. Um, did uh, did a mob tailgate, little tiny tailgate. Like, it was good. It was good because I didn't have to worry about anything. Didn't have to worry about whether or not the propane's gonna blow up my car at any moment when it's in the back of it, or um, if I have enough. Uh, catch up for the hamburgers and stuff like that so that was fun and i didn't have to load and unpack anything and all the people that come to every single one were super happy about not having to go through all that and uh, we still had a good time and we pulled out a win um as opposed to saturday where we all worked our asses off to make that tailgate fucking awesome and they got blown out so that was terrible um so we're just not even gonna we're, we threw that tape away Dude, I, I don't Throw know it what away. it is about the Flyers. They're they're just so tough to play against this year, you know. Uh, the Scott Gomez thing kills me too. Yeah, the power play's been <sighs> really just, really bad. No, uh, the uh, what's his name? The coach of the Flyers. Oh, I thought you were talking about Gomez on our team, the power play coach. No, the Scott Gordon. You're talking Gordon. About. Jesus, I said Gomez, didn't I? You did. Yeah, Scott Gordon. Gee, I'm, yeah, it's Dude, I, Scott Gordon's a handsome man. Like, a I feel like he left. He's a beautiful lad. Absolutely. Yeah, he, I feel like he left the Islanders and just became extremely handsome. Dude, I'm going to get hot. <laughs> Figuratively and literally. But then he went to Philly. So that, that won't exist very long. They just they eat beautiful people down there. They don't let them exist out in nature. So he'll be gone soon from there anyway. Um, but yeah. Dude, they're just, wait, I got to bring this up. If you're... Yeah. A uh, Blue Jackets fan, are you not like just freaking the hell out right I'm now? Like everywhere, there's poop all over my house. Like if the I, Islander I, fan yeah. base is freaking out, what is Columbus's Twitter looking like right now? Why should the Islanders fan base be freaking out? Uh, well, it, there's no really valid reason, but go three on of the Twitter. Last four. I know. Go on Twitter though; you'll find plenty of it. Yeah, well, like everyone's are... saying that we're not even going to make the playoffs, and it's like, nope. If you look at like those late latest oh, pie graphs that come out, not. But, yeah, not, yeah a, not a polygraph guy, not a Venn diagram guy, and you know that. Uh, <laughs> not a math guy. No, we don't do numbers here, okay? Strictly eye test. I, like I told you before, I have two senses. That's seeing and that's sensing whether or not the Islanders will be good at the beginning of a home game. And take it from me. I mean, honestly, what else more do you need? Um, I'm unbiased. Uh, journalistic integrity. Um, it's this is a music and hockey podcast, so I'm not here to pump any tires of the Islanders in specific whatsoever. I'm just here to tell you that they won three of their last four. There shouldn't be a problem. Um, they're playing Philadelphia, who's really got like an outside chance of making it into a wild card spot, and they're setting up the future. And they're just copying everything we're doing. We can't seem to beat teams that play the same style of play that we have. So, um. There's nothing to worry about, nothing to fret. Um, the only thing there is to worry about is that I'm leading a small battalion of people into a Philadelphia Islanders game. All those people happen to be Islanders fans, so uh, I worry for the safety and well-being of that trash city. Uh, and that's next week. But other than that, no cause for concern. Yeah, and we got uh, we got the Red Wings this weekend. Uh... You oh, know, yeah. which should be a winnable game. And then just look at that. Perfect timing. Well, one of our guests this week happens to be a diehard Red Wings fan. So look at us. Look at us. I, I mean, 
I, could you time it any better? I don't think you could. I'm not going to lie. I didn't realize that until like five minutes before we were going to yeah. record. <laughs> no, but that's great. I edit these podcasts better than I edit my tweets. There will be no typos. There will be no um, pointing out that we didn't plan this. So they'll never know. I'll cut that out. Uh, but yeah, so we're joined by the Boz, Andrew Bosmoski from Capstan. Uh, Capstan being one of our newer Johns, as the Philadelphia people say, that new new. Um, I mean, he did point out that they've been around for a little bit. Um, kind of the older guys who, you know, did the whole college and school thing and yeah. after then started the band. Like, you know, you don't really hear that too often. So that was a cool, you know, perspective to hear. And, you know, I think when you're older, you kind of have goals in mind. You're not just doing it for fun. Like they are doing this as their career at this point. Yeah. And I feel like that's why they are growing faster than some other bands at this point. Cause they, they have that goal in sight and they're just killing it. Yeah. It's a good thing to point out. You're just a dumb asshole until you're out of college. And then hopefully you figure it out or you remain a dumb asshole. Uh, they obviously figured it out. Um, and they're, uh, yeah, I mean, Jokes aside, like you hit it on the head, um, and uh, there's, I don't know, a bit of a revolution, I guess, within their own sound. If you um, go out and listen to some of their newer stuff, uh, some of their older stuff, and then some of their more recent stuff, you can hear kind of like a change in adaptation um, in what they're in the look and feel of what they are trying to do. And um, yeah, I, I think, uh, like you said, they're up and coming older guys, but kind of get that um you adapt and survive and they kind of know what they want you know and they want to roll with it and and be different and be cool a lot a lot very i don't want to say very different but um you're not really getting the um post hardcore anymore um you're not getting that sound as of late um it's kind of i don't want to say greatest hits era but it's a bit of the greatest hits era for that um, style of music that's high school style of post hard post hardcore music so it's good to see somebody finally picking up the ball and running with it again um yeah i mean stop me if i'm saying anything that's wrong but that no i i, I think uh they're also you know putting their own stamp on that genre of music and um i i could see capson staying around for a while because they are different but they also appease to you know, the older gents like us and even the younger kids. So I yeah. think uh, I think the future's bright for them. And I can't wait to hear this first uh, full-length album they're about to put out. Yeah, for sure. They got a lot of stuff um, going. And he's going to talk to us about it. And you're going to listen to it. So here is uh, Boz from Capstan. Enjoy. Condition persists. I feel the light of the Just 
And we're back in the box with our boy Boz, Andrew Bozamoski of Capstan, Fearless Records, the good Irish boy, Bozamoski, on this uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend, coming straight from, where are you coming from, Bozzy? Um, I'm coming right here live from beautiful, sunny Orlando, Florida. Oh, look at you, where the oh, magic my, happens. My best friend just moved exactly. there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we've been here for like four or five years now. Um, actually, four members of the band are actually from the Midwest. It's just weird. We kind of all met and located here. Why um, Why there? Well, it had to do with uh, the weird irony is like one of my best friends moved down here for school. And he happened to meet uh, a good a, a guy that I knew that he didn't really know me. Uh, I grew up going to see his bands, which is even weirder because he was like my age. He lived a few houses down from my cousin Adam in Detroit. And so my best friend who I played music growing with growing up with met a kid I really looked up to musically. And then I was like the middle ground of that. And that's kind of the beginning of Capstan. And so when they met in Orlando, uh, I got done with college at Michigan State. Long story short, I had you know, kind of made the decision this was going to be the move. We had some ideas of putting a band together. And, uh, you know, four years later, here we are. That's crazy. It four is. years. So, yeah. So you guys are, are um, I mean, relatively new. I'm be honest, relatively new to me. Yep. Um, uh, Mikey turned me on to you guys. And another, he's really good. <laughs> Mike, Mike, to his credit, is actually very, very good at, um, at, showing people bands and i loved you guys so when he told me you were stoked on um getting on with us and talking to us i was just immediately stoked um you guys have really turned into like a heavy rotation band for me definitely oh hell yeah good we love to hear it we we've been around for a little while but yeah we we definitely see ourselves as a, a newer band uh we've gone through a few changes i'm sure you might have listened to some of some of our older stuff but we kind of you know, and our last two records have really hit what we are and I think what we're what we are moving forward. So hopefully more and more people are starting to find us and then they can look back on old Capstan and be like, OK, I get this vibe. I get what they are and I get where they're going. I think you could put a record out and then if people don't know what your past was or your, you know, your future might be, sometimes they get a little bit weary. Like, are they going to be around? Or do they mean anything? But. I think we're finally hitting a point where people are like, okay, uh, I get what this band is now. And that's a good feeling for us. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, I actually heard about your band on another podcast, which is really, kinda, it's kind of, cr- you know, like now I'm 32 years old. That's how I'm discovering new music. But I love that. Um, yeah, might I ask was, which one? The lead singer syndrome. Absolutely cool, man. Yeah. Anthony did that with Shane. And as you guys know, we went on that Silverstein tour. So that was kind of the the connection there, and uh, Shane having Anthony on was like a huge honor. Yeah, that podcast is fantastic, and uh, you know it's kind of cool to to see you know your your band kind of, I guess, hopping on that tour and getting all that exposure to you know these fans that are about my age because I'm, yeah. I'm assuming the Silverstein fans are pretty older at this point, right? Yeah, man, uh, you're absolutely right. Like, not only was that like a total honor, but it it's weird from us looking at it like shit. We we're a little older too. Like, we're all 26, 27, 28, like right in that age range. 
Um, I guess some of the guys, yeah, like in our birthdays are coming up. Some of the guys are going to be 29 here in June. So, you know, we're not young by any means. And we've grown up playing all different styles uh, of music in, in this vein. But Silverstein and uh, Hawthorne Heights, for that matter, uh, who was on that tour as well, uh, those records and um, the record they did, When Broken is Easily Fixed, 15-year anniversary, like, we we jammed that shit. That, that changed our lives, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when we were younger. So it's not only like you're a younger band, no matter what age you are, just like in the public eye being a younger band, but getting to go on a tour like that with a band you look up to so much uh, and a band that kind of, in a way, laid your foundation for the love of this kind of music. But then that record that simply just kind of were the ones that put them on the map. It's like, more than anything, just surreal. Uh, and really, I say it, and I'll, I'll continue to say it, it was a total honor. And meeting those guys and all the stuff that they taught us, it's like, we will forever be indebted to Silverstein, not only as people, but as a band. That's awesome. And it's like uh, like when your heroes turn human in front of you, you know what I mean? Like it's Exactly, just, it, man. It's so cool to say. And like I, I almost get chills kind of hearing that because it's just something that you kind of like you chase, especially at, like um, in a creative background when you finally get to be a part of something that inspired you for, for that long and in that like the formative year. Like, I'm the same age as, as I'm 27. Um, so it kind of sucked to hear you say that we're older because um, I'm normally the youngest one. Like Mikey still listens to radios, like uh, CDs, like an old fuck. But <laughs> so I'm like, I always have it. So it was weird for you to be like, oh, yeah, like we're older. So that kind of sucked. But exactly what you said, like it, it almost that's, you know, to have uh, to have toured with those guys and like get to be a part of something that pushed you is is awesome. Uh, it's it's super cool. Like, I feel like that's just what dreams are made of. Yeah. As silly as that statement might sound, like, yeah, man, it, it literally was living a dream. So uh, something I think anybody would have loved the chance to get for it to be us still doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So now you talked about like your um, your sound like development and, and stuff like that and your newer stuff, like um, just listening to like your guys discography and stuff like that. Um, I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong, because I'm not really that like. I, I don't know. I'm an eye test guy or an ear test mm-hmm. guy. I'm, sure. not, I'm not really sonically uh, whatever uh, elite like some of you guys, but it, it sounds like you guys got like a little tougher. I don't know how to. Am no, I right? That's that's pretty cool, man. That's a good way of putting it. Um, so the main change, I guess I'll, just very shortly, the main change of the band with Capstan was when it was started. Our friend Kevin was the one who played bass. And I actually moved down. Uh, I was playing rhythm, you know, just a little bit, I guess a little bit more, as you would say, rudimentary music, you know, just strumming chords, playing punk stuff. And we moved down and Capstan already had kind of started getting this feel for uh, dabbling with a little bit more noodling and and doing some more interesting guitar licks and, and drum textures. But when I joined, the band had a totally different idea of what it became when Our old bassist, Kevin, uh, was in nursing school. He had some other things going on, and he kind of had to exit the band. Uh, We met our friend Joe, and when Joe kind of entered, it was obvious on the table when we found out how not not only knowledge he was musically, but like his his licks. Like he's just a very stylistic guitar player, 
And I think we found pieces that each of us was missing. Joe had always looked for like a band that kind of thought like him and had a little bit more of that real sensibility of like, how can you take a really good, you know, very, a lot of talent and a lot of music knowledge and the science of music. And how do you put it into something like, um, you know, a capsule that you can kind of push it out there more. And Capstan always really had like an ability to through our lyrics and just our feel to grab people. But when Joe entered the band, we did the switch where I'm a bassist by trade. I went from playing bass, you know, growing up to going to guitar back to bass because that just made the most sense with Joe entering the band and that toughness, as you say, <laughs> uh, I just kind of call it like, it's a little bit more of the heavier influence Capstan right. nowadays for the last two EPs has been uh, with Joe, obviously having his hand in the creation of it. It's just heavier. We all have a lot of different music backgrounds, but Joe and Scott specifically and Scott's our drummer. They have, they grew up on metalcore. Uh, in, in hardcore music. And while I liked that stuff, I was definitely more inclined, like Anthony, our lead singer, uh, we were definitely more like, I don't know, punk, like really from the get-go, like punk. Maybe you could call it like the old pop punk, like drive-through bands, uh, bands like Blink-182 and, and Green Day and Jimmy Eat World. And then and hopefully uh, Fireworks. Oh my God, dude. Like Fireworks is like one of my favorite bands like oh, to, to this we need day. To, we need to start a petition to get those guys back. Good old That's Detroit like, band right there. It's weird because uh, I, I won't throw any names out there, but Anthony actually went to high school with one of them and uh, in Detroit being from there. So, or like he was a couple of years older than him and he's got some connections where we're like, we're like, come on dudes. Like, <laughs> like, come on, let's go. And, and uh, they're doing their family, their family life. And uh, they're, they're grown up, but, I wouldn't rule out them ever coming back, which would be a dream for everybody. Oh, yeah. Gospel and O Common Life are two fantastic. Oh, man. I know, dude. Everything that they ever released, but like, especially how good it felt like they were getting, you just want to hear more. Yeah. It was like them and, and the Wonder Years were like killing it. And then they kind of just were like, after they put that record out, kind of just like calling it quits. And it always kills me and pains me to think about that. Yeah. Well, the good news is, is I think it's easy to see all these 10 year, 15 year, you know, re bands reuniting like tours, like they're obviously a huge success because people like all of us were like very much in that market to relive some of those, those records, relive some of those glory days. And you obviously you can see like how successful uh, a tour we just went on was, was Silverstein's and Hawthorne Heights. And like, while the kids uh, are, are a lot of times or, or the adults now they're more our age there's still a huge demographic of young kids discovering those older albums. And that's a really cool like mix and, and come up that's starting to happen. Yeah, it's cool. And, and like having the older guys in, in the crowd, I'm sure they were way more open to like be exposed to a new band. So I'm sure it was like awesome for you guys too. Cause that's such you know, a, that's such a good like perspective because one of the things we thought about was how, is this crowd like that's what we call a legacy tour like it, it, these bands are going to have fans until the day that they're not a band anymore because of the legacy that a song or an album or or just that entire band meant for some people we get us getting to play in front of those types of fans every night while we went in and we were unsure it ended up being a really cool um just like i said perspective like 
people that would come out to our merch table or us every night as we're walking around saying like, I haven't been following up with this style of music or this genre of music, or I don't keep up with the new bands like I used to. And hearing people say like, like, I'm going to have to start looking into the scene more now because of bands like you, because you, because of your sound or, or you guys remind me of like, you know, earlier mid two thousands post hardcore, like, Oh, it's like the peak, man. Yeah, dude. And we take that as a huge compliment because while we're not only that, we that's still a very big core idea of what Capstan is. And it's like when you have these people that are like, as I call them, like the old heads, like the old heads that have been around and they kind of recognize not to say that music shit nowadays, but I should say the shit that's coming up and the some of the some of the things that are kind of making it into the popular spectrum. It, it's cool when you get that validation, like, damn, like your band makes me want to go back and look into the scene because I didn't think good music like you existed. I didn't think <laughs> good like music like you was still coming up. Um, that's like, that's a, just like, I'm speechless if people say that kind of stuff to me because that's all we could ever want. Yeah, that, that would bring me from 6 to 12 real quick. Um, <laughs> and so that's got to feel good when you're about to record a new album, like knowing that you just reached all these potential new fans. That yeah. Exactly, yeah. And that's, I guess, the point of all that was that uh, these people may not have come out. Like another big band coming up at the scene is Belmont. And we toured with Belmont like a year and a half ago. And like the, any, not, some of those people may not have at all have heard of Belmont, would have come to that tour. Uh, another thing we did was like Warp Tour. Even those those people that, you know, are like the old fans, a lot of them think Warp Tour is kind of over the hill. Maybe they didn't want to go out to that sort of thing. But we kind of still, no matter what, found a way to infiltrate that fandom a little bit with that tour. And it's a really great way to grow your band when you're getting all these different opportunities that are on kind of different spectrums. They're kind of on different levels. And like for Capstan we mesh so many different things, so many different influences together that that is super important to us. We not only want to get the new fans, the impressionable fans, the kids that are coming up, but if you can get fans that are very stuck in their way and they're stuck in the music and the the lifestyle that interests them, if you can get them interested in some new content, like that, that's awesome. It means you're doing something right. For sure. For sure. So, um, you guys are on Fearless. Um, gun to your head, who's the best one on the record label? You have to answer. This isn't a trap question, I promise. Uh, I think <laughs> for us, it's just so hard not to say August Burns Red. Uh, I was actually kidding, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just... I uh, have my own opinion. Yeah, but just... Um, I, I mean, love like, all of them. Yeah, I just looking at... Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm looking at it. It's a, it's a monstrous label. Um I mean, just from Chunk, you have Grayscale, I Prevail, Movements. I, I, I'm not really so much of a, uh, a record label buff. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I'm not really a background. Like, if you sound good, I listen to you. That's that's it. Sure. But just out of interest, I just jumped on Fearless's website real quick and seeing like Pierce the Veil, Under Oath, and and the Word Alive, and 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 everything. Like, that's a that's a really good um that's a really good label to be on. Like. Um, oh, look at that. Gatsby's American Dream, bro. Don't forget somebody about from, Nick. Somebody from Bless the Fall is wearing a Violent Gentleman shirt in their picture. So that yeah, brings we're, us. Uh, we're yeah, huge go, Violent Gents guys. Yeah, I don't know so if, you, if you guys us, knew that. 
that brings us to the second part of the uh, of the interview here. All right. Which would be crossover. the part. Uh, crossover. Uh, you are a big old Red Wings fan. You're damn right. God damn it, man. Look at that. <laughs> Straight from the pizza box, kid. You got it. Uh, Little Caesars fan up in here. Oh, huge. Pizza, pizza. So, I have a question. Can you get a $5 hot and ready in the arena? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. And that's actually one of the most tragic parts of it. Uh, it's called Little Caesars Arena. Uh, obviously, it's owned by the Illiches. Uh, the late Mike Illich was the one that you know signed over, and they got that everything going with the new arena, which is amazing. Um, I've been there already twice now. Obviously, living in Florida, it's hard to make it up there as much as I would like, but it is sad with something named Little Caesars Arena that they wouldn't – like, wouldn't that be so cool? You could go yes. to a hockey or a basketball game, and they actually had the $5 hot and ready there. Like, That's I what just they're think known for. Awesome. Exactly. I know they got to do the markups, but that to me would just make so much sense. They would sell so many pizzas if they were $5. They also have the silliest commercials. Oh, dude. I think they're hilarious. I love them. They, they have like... a great marketing strategy for being cheap. Really not that good of pizza. Yes. It's correct. my favorite shitty pizza, though. Me, I think so. Me, too. It's, really? For that price, too. Yeah, dude. It got me through college. Like, if there wasn't a little <laughs> C's right around the corner, I don't think I would have been able to afford to live there. Dude, uh, that's how we were, man. Uh, I'm a big Domino's guy, to be honest with you. But Domino's has stepped it up the last couple of years. I'll give have. them that. Yeah, I lived off of it in England when when I did a semester abroad, like because the food, like the food in England, is like surprise, surprise, terrible. So, um, <laughs> that was like the only, it was like the only thing that was like our guilty pleasure. But anyways, other than pizza, which is one of our all time favorite topics, um, what's your history with the Wings, man? Like, um, I mean, obviously you're that you know it's like your hometown team, but just like you know, like where did it start? What made you a hockey fan and just kind of detail going over that uh i love i love that question i love the fact that we get to talk about it because in a weird way that's uh that's something that gets me a little emotional and the way that i can kind of explain that was my earliest memories uh literally i, I can't i don't know if i can remember any memories at least ones that i hold so dear to my heart were were the nights when the Red Wings uh, in 1997 were making that first big playoff run were, were the nights being on the couch with my dad and how much I, I remembered my dad, how, how ingrained he was in the Detroit Red Wings. Now, the reason he was ingrained was because he's from downriver Detroit in a town, a town called Wyandotte. So he grew up uh, less than 25 minutes from the Detroit Red Wings his whole life. He's he, he and my entire family are Red Wings through and through. And at my youngest age, the first thing I ever wanted to do in my whole life, you know, like, like career wise, like job wise was to, uh, to be a professional hockey player. And I wanted to play for the Red Wings. And the first thing I remembered of how cool it would be, would be to have my name on the Stanley cup. <laughs> like just, just I, I, it's so ingrained in my head of like Steve Eiserman and Sergei Fedorov and Igor Larionov and Konstantinov. And I can name that whole roster, like how iconic I can remember Bill Clement and Gary Thorne in their voices when the Red Wings won the Stanley Cup, like for the first time after they were, you know, in the 1980s, way before I was born, you know, they were the Dead Wings. 
And that's what they were known as and how like emotional my dad was and like what that meant to him. Uh, 1997, like that was the year where I just really remember, you know, them making the Stanley Cup final and it broke me into what I would say total and complete Red Wings fandom. And I really have never wavered. (laughs) I have been and more, more so than any sport. I've been a hockey fan for, for longer than I like literally as long as I can remember. Dude, you, sure. made, you made me almost cry because my whole life like has been misery because we're Islander fans and yep. I'm 32 years old and I've never had anything to make yeah. me smile the way your dad would smile and watching them win the cup. And I'm like, man, I want that one time in my life. Yeah, I know. Really... Man. I can't even imagine because I, I don't know how to not feel because I've been I've had four Stanley Cups in oh, my lifetime. And it's off, like. Man. I know. And like, I, Hey, don't get me started on like, don't get me started on some of these other fans out there, but like, that's, I'm pretty, I try to be pretty nice about it, especially how bad we are now. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's weird to think about other fans. Like I, I understand how lucky I really am. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good outlook on it. Um, I mean, it's so hard and it, it's just hard being supportive of the Islanders (laughs) when you, when you hear (laughs) stuff like that, cause you're just, your parents were you. Our parents were you, right? Because they yeah, got exactly four in a row in the eighties, and then falling off a cliff. I mean, into the abyss. And I, I mean, it. It's a bit hyper. Like you. Like sometimes I think to myself, like we couldn't have been as bad as we were. And it, there has to be some sort of New York hyperbole in the entire situation that like we're just like really crying. But no, it was that bad. We did have. Somebody who tried to buy the team with no money. We hired a coach that um, sunk us into the ground. Um, our arena fell apart. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, so it was that bad. So we definitely get like twinges of of like romanticizing about what could be when we hear somebody like, especially from an original six franchise, like the the type of reverence that you have for a team is kind of like. Um, just beautiful almost <laughs> it's cool to hear um, no man I, I i think so too and it's weird because i can also really it, just crossing over sports here being such a big sports buff i kind of feel your pain from like the perspective of i'm a lions fan yeah yeah and, yep. and and that's all i'll say about that <laughs> yeah correct yeah you have to sometimes because hockey is one of those weird things where like a lot of hockey fans are just hockey fans you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they're just yeah, it's tough. So when whenever we're interviewing people, it's kind of hard to get a beat on, like, um, if they're l- watching other stuff. So it, it's good. Sure. To, at least at least I can look at you and think that you're like a bit grounded, um, and not like some of the. I'm sure like some other people who are yeah <laughs> kind of not computing why the wings aren't in the um playoffs this year, which is I mean got to be really different for you guys, like. Can you go over it? Like, what do you, you know, do you like the moves they've been making? Are they like setting themselves up? Why does everybody constantly have a silly last name? It's just ridiculous. Like (laughs) what's been going on over there? (laughs) So the, the one thing, and I don't know if this isn't trying to, you know, drive the nail deeper into you guys, but I, it was, I was 20, gosh, I was 25 years old. The first time the Red Wings didn't make the playoffs in my life, I was 25. So think yeah. about how many consecutive years that was. 
that, but, but the one thing about that, and I'm, I do try, I tend to be a realist. You could really see it. The salary cap era changed everything. The birth of the salary cap, because the Red Wings in a way were the New York Yankees of the hockey, you know, in the late, in the two thousands, like in the late nineties and two thousands before the salary cap era really struck, they could entice any player because they had so they had an owner that was willing to spend. Mike Illich, love him, RIP, love him for the rest of my days. He would spend and do whatever it was for that city to win championships. And I, I hate to say it, a lot of owners, a lot of ownership, a lot of um, cities, they don't like that. They they may not embrace that mindset. The issue was is at some point it was going to catch up with us because not only were they signing free agents for mega deals. Uh, and, you know, guys that were getting towards the end of their career, like Robitaille and, and, and Dominic Hasek and Brett Hull. Uh, but they were also cle- – they, they literally had no farm system for, like, years. Like, the only couple guys that came out of the farm system for, like, 10 years were Datsuk and Zetterberg. And, boy, did we hit on them. Yeah. Right? Like, if anything, they Those kind aren't of ex- bad names, though. <laughs> no, I know. Like, they really extended our window. But what's weird about them is they were both, like – fourth and fifth round picks like they weren't like we didn't have our top draft picks because we were trading them every year getting these guys at the end of their the end of their careers you know going for cups and so I think I started to realize the last couple of years that they were making the playoffs uh like when I was ending college they just weren't getting out of the first round and there just wasn't like it, it wasn't really there and I thought that this was coming the issue is is you don't realize how big of a reboot it takes to really, they kind of had the Red Wings as a franchise had to, you know, in the 20, the 21st century had to figure out their identity, yeah. like what, what the heck, it, what the heck it is. And I guess flash forward to now, I think for the first time, I feel really good about where they're going as terrible of a year as a year that they've had. I'm crossing my fingers and saying this, but it might be at the right time because there's two guys in the draft. You finish bottom two uh, this year. I think they, and, and I would love to go back in 10 years from now and listen to these quotes, but I think Jack Hughes and Capo Caco, who are the, uh, the top two projected draft picks this year are kind of in that. I don't, they're not anything close to McDavid, um, but they might both, kind of get to a Patrick Kane or an Austin Matthews type level. And if we're bottom two, which we sit today and we finish bottom two, I'd feel really good if we could get kind of one more game breaking piece moving forward. Uh, Larkin right now, uh, Dylan Larkin, he, this is his, his breakout year. He's really coming into his own. I could go down the line of different players, but I just feel like here in the next four or five years, we're at least going to have a chance to kind of bounce into uh, bounce back into playoff t- contention. And then I guess it's how the rest of the guys develop and what vets you can add around them. But I haven't been this positive in about, <laughs> in about three years now. So I guess that's one positive. Well, you guys just won the Calder cup too. So that's yeah, semi recently huge... with, with the Griffins. Yep. So that's, you know, seeing your prospects win that, you know, that's gotta be pretty promising. Cause you know, even when the Islanders were bad, the Sound Tigers were bad too. So, 
you know. So you're like, where does it end? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. Like, yeah, you're talking about like you don't know about how big a reboot you need. Trust me, buddy. We know. <laughs> we'll give you I, about a thousand ways on how not to reboot your team. But uh, Mike it sounds good though. Me, you you want you want the Red Wings in the playoffs, like you know. Well, it's good for the game. Exactly. It's, for, it's just good for the it's the brand, you know. And I I didn't ask to be like I said I didn't ask to be a Red Wings fan, just like I didn't ask to be a Lions fan, but. I guess it's like you guys with the Islanders, like you're kind of, it sucks, but you're kind of born into it and you kind of just have to live with it. Like my friend who's a Cleveland Browns fan, like I feel absolutely terrible for him, but like for the first time ever, he's super excited because their team looks like it might be kind of good this year. So I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that makes the feeling even sweeter. Like for you guys this year, like, holy shit, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's (laughs) awesome. And especially to have gone through that many, um rebuilds and then you finally get to like they finally put the gm together correctly with the best coaching candidate you can here we go and you just lost your franchise player like are you fucking kidding me you know what i mean so it was like what the fuck's going on this sucks and now here we are i would not think um we would be here but it's awesome and also, Mikey point point out something. We were talking about um, the Griffins. Uh, you guys have uh, Pierre Turgeon's son. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Dominic, Dominic Turgeon. Yeah, man, that's huge. Uh, he was one of those ones who got away. I mean, he. I'll never forget. I'll never forgive them for for giving him up. I I I wasn't even old enough to understand the gravity of the situation, but still, I just what they did to that team, getting getting rid of Pierre for. A pack of pucks was just disgusting, but <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry about that. that, man. God, I loved Pierre. I watched, yeah. we watched him growing up, man. What a, he, he just like exemplified to me like what good time hockey was all about. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, so um, crossing the two over, and I, like I guess like violent gentlemen should just start paying us because it's the easiest. We just keep using it as a as a crossover, but um. Hockey and um, music. You said that you got you were close with Violent Gentlemen. Is like your is your whole band in on on the hockey scene? Are you guys all Wings fans? Or you know you're in Florida right now. I'm sure there's a thriving um, Panther fan base down there. So I'm sure you're gonna have big time Panther fans everywhere. Well, you know the big uh, the big one for us um, in our connections. So Anthony, me, and Harry. I, I guess I, I should say Scott actually more than Harry because Scott's family's from Royal Oak, Michigan, which is outside of Detroit. Obviously, Anthony and then me, we're all from Michigan originally. We're all diehard Red Wings fans. And then my friend Harry, who's our, our other guitarist that moved down here, uh, he kind of is is on the outside. He's not really like a diehard hockey fan. But I would say, uh, you know, roots for the Red Wings. Through because of us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Joe, however, uh, who who's the guy from Florida, kind of going towards what you were saying, and uh, Jesse. Jesse's our TM and our merch guy, and we kind of consider him our sixth member with how close he is and everything he helps in decision-making. Joe and Jesse are diehard Lightning fans. Yeah, I was and, joking about the Panther thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we have a couple of good friends that love the Panthers, uh, some friends that are from down south. Um, and obviously like 
they've they've got some cool young players and stuff, but it's the easy team in Florida, especially like I'll bring this around to me too with my boy Stevie Y, Steve Eiserman uh, running that team and that show. Um, and I'm going to take my time to shout out. Please come home, Stevie. Um, and I think there's a chance he might this off season. We could get really deep into that, but he's shown really like uh, besides that team that had Dave Anderchuk. Uh, what was that? Two th- early two thousands when they won the cup, Tampa Bay was pretty irrelevant uh, since they were an expansion team and they had like one good year, but since Iserman's been leading them, uh, the GM, they've really showed you how to build an awesome franchise. So it's kind of sucks for me seeing my old captain one like to me, the, he is like the spitting image of what I think of as a red wing leading that team back to prominence. And it's like building it the right way. Like you got, you're finding great players in the draft, like point and, and Kucherov and Vasilevsky, who's their, who's their goalie. Uh, and then getting, uh, you know, able to maintain, um, unfortunately for Isles fans, they know their their total Mister Everything player uh, Johnny Tavares leaving. They were able to keep Stamkos. Yeah. You know what? For whatever reason, they were able to entice him and keep him around in Tampa, which is like become a diehard market. But like Tavares going to Toronto, like Toronto, Chicago, Boston, Pittsburgh, like those are diehard hockey markets. You know, and like you kind of understand that. But the fact that he would take less money from what I've heard to stay with Tampa is pretty, it says a lot. It says a lot about where I, I guess you didn't have uh maple leaves pajamas. Oh, hell no, man. Um, absolutely. I think that's the big, that's the big rivalry. And, um, I just love the fact that they haven't won a cup in many years. And at least the Red Wings have, though so they still we. have more cups overall. So do we couldn't care, <laughs> couldn't care as much about the Red Wings until I met you. And there you go. Don't give a rat's ass about the Leafs, so I'm on your side with this one. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm glad. Um, so on a scale of 10 to 20, how much do you hate John Tavares? Um, I hate the I hate the thing in sports that happens now where it's like, why, why can't a player, why can't there be a little bit of um, hope in like a team or a franchise to maintain their guy? And for that guy to have a little bit of like, I don't know, like balls. Kind of a, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll say it for you, pal. Yeah. Like a little bit of balls, but it's also to me like a little bit of that, um, you know, romanticizing it a little bit. Like, don't you think it'd be cool in today's sport, especially to like stay in one place your whole career? Like, uh, I think for, that's that there's something beautiful about that. And sure. it seems like nowadays it's all about money. It's all about moves. Um, scale of, of 10 to 20 yeah it, it's definitely up there just I, I mean i it's down a little bit because i know he's from the toronto area um <laughs> and i know he grew up with that but i you know you still know what my sentiment is oh yeah for sure i'm just messing with you but that's gonna be my new move like i just thought of it now i'm just gonna ask everybody how much they hate john Tavares. but we <laughs> we i swear to god we're not salty <laughs> um, i saw all see i don't keep up with the aisles as much they're uh, kind of a harder demographic for me you but can I say saw, relevant you can say i saw all <laughs> the stuff going on with his return to play the aisles just recently which looked like that was that was probably a pretty big thing for a couple of days for you guys it was fun bud i was there were you oh shit oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's, that's, that's yeah, but he oh. goes to every game so that's not really <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I just go. I go as a fan of a sport and not a fan of the team. 
Uh, I try to keep it journalistic integrity, my <laughs> unbiased and everything. But from what I observed, it was all pretty on par with um, what was deserved. Uh, I don't think anybody stepped over the line. Um, hey, I like it, man. I mean, it's it's totally in the fans' rights. They pay money, you know, they play, they pay hard-earned money, that spend hard-earned years being disappointed to give that kind of that that to show their feelings. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, as long as nobody gets too seriously hurt. Uh, yeah, like hurt. <laughs> yeah, no. Physically. Yeah. At least. Yeah, exactly. But um, so, um, you got you talked about your merch guy. Um, and people are probably gonna be sick of me giving the rundown, but I own a clothing line, www.yesmanoutfitters.com, um, and it's uh. Long Island hockey. Uh, that's basically how I got into music. This st- style of music, uh, merch tents and merch tables and all that. Um, is there capstan um, wing uh, wings uh, merch? Is there plan to be capstan wings merch? If there isn't, I mean, is there anything that inspired you in your music? And um, are there people that you've toured with or have met in the music scene that? Um, love hockey just as much as we do so i'm going to answer that last question first just because i did have something pop into my mind um there's there's a band and a group of guys that i i I don't really know very well uh but we have met them quite a few times and they were in a band called giants at large okay Uh, long island band yeah and they're from long island but they are huge islanders fans and i remember meeting them and um uh chris uh regan or chris reagan uh, he's the one I remember from that band. He actually uh, goes on the road with, I believe, still to this day, Four Years Strong. Uh, and then he plays guitar now, I think, in like the movie life, um, like with them traveling and stuff. I'm not sure how big of an Isles fan is, but he's the one who's still kind of ingrained with music. And every time I see him or, or think of uh, Giants at Large, I think of how big of Isles fans they were. Um, and so that's just something that comes to mind. They were the ones that made me think of you guys uh, <laughs> or you guys made me think of them at least. So that was interesting. Um, as for Capstan merchandise, I don't know if we have anything imminent set for the hockey thing, but but there oh. is a there is an interest. So right now we are currently endorsed by Violent Gentlemen. Um, um, we're oh, really nice. good friends with Wes. Yep, Wes is our dude. Uh, he's out there. We there's there's no, it's kind of hard to describe. It's like nothing like we're not on a level of like every time I die or some of those bands like that that are really working one on one with them. But we hope as like you know a small endorsement and friendship continues to grow, we are really really going to be pushing for an Enforce Orlando shirt, and we want to do the Capstan Violent Gentlemen collab. There obviously hasn't been one. But um, Orlando does have a hockey team. The Solar called, Bears or something, the right? The Solar Bears. Nice, man. <laughs> That's a trivia question for you right there. And uh, one of the cool things, them being a minor league squad, those those games are really fun. And oh, it's cool like being it. in Orlando because they have, like, college nights. And you can get, like, $2 beers and $2 hot dogs. And it's like, you just go and get shit-faced and watch some good hockey. And it's like, I'm, I'm not saying we get shit-faced. You know, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> could but if you want to. No one's you could. I, I eat. I love eating way too many hot dogs, watching hockey, and uh, and washing it down with beer. So there is a there is a little bit of 
not urgency, but we, we really want to be that band in Florida or that Orlando band that kind of gets that collab, if you will. So that, that's the one thing that I think that we are really looking to push for imminently, um, you know, as the band grows and the, it makes sense for them to do with us. For sure. Um, we had, our, just we realized... had our homie uh, Nick on here, too. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I think I did when I was scrolling through um, – when I was scrolling through uh, the, the past podcast, it was semi recently, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. we're we're pretty new to begin with, but yeah, oh, Nick okay. is also uh, a big, violent gentleman guy. His uh, coffee shop's actually right in their their workspace. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think Nick is one of the ones that has sent us uh, the care packages. I the only one we really talk to on a day to day is Wes, but I do know the name Nick is still very familiar. They're they're such an awesome group over there. They're all great guys. Yeah, they kill it. I'm super jealous whenever anybody brings them up because, like, that's just kind of, like, where I would want to be. And I also just want to point out, too, that I just realized that solar rhymes with polar. And that's why exactly. they're the solar bears <laughs> and their logo is a polar. Dude, that's actually uh, that's actually uh, funny because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just sit here and say I did not even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just solar bears, to me until not right polar then. bears, because you're from we... Orlando, and there's no polar bears in Orlando. That's very you learn, silly. You learn something new every day, man. This is huge. This is big moves, and I'm not this gonna. If you want to get drunk at that game, get drunk at that game, dude. That's the one you get drunk at instead of paying, you know, nine dollars for a beer at Amelie Arena where the Lightning play. One thousand percent, sir. And I'll I'll direct you straight to my Instagram. That's at Yes Men Outfitters. You can go right there, and cool. you can see me shotgun beers at every single game. It just happened, <laughs> and I'm the dumb one because I pay more than what you're paying at the good old Solar Bears. But you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. but hey, we're we're both still having our fun. For sure, for sure. So, um, just to wrap it up, now you guys are you guys on a tour? You're going on tour, or you're you're recording right now, right? You're recording. Yeah, man, that's what uh, that's one of the really cool things about the timing of this. Um, we actually, and, and one of the reasons I couldn't really get a good time for you guys set was because we just started pre-production uh, on the new record. We every obviously we've been demoing and writing uh, these songs for over the last god year, eighteen months now easily um this is our first full-length record that we're prepping for and we're recording with andrew wade who's right here in our backyard in winter park florida obviously wade you know wade yeah he's like data remember producer right exactly yeah data remember um wage war nowadays uh our boys in trash boat who we just announced uh we're going overseas in september with um we'll be supporting them on their headliner so we did our most recent single and the first single we dropped with fearless and it really felt good and right. So, uh, it's cool to be able to say and share like on a podcast now, uh, that we are recording the full length. Uh, it is a full length that's happening. I can't give away any timelines or anything like that, but we're, we're at home working vigorously on that and, you know, trying to make it the best uh, debut on fearless and something we always wanted to do was just a full length in general because of the way the capstan writes music. So super exciting time, also a super busy time, but um, we hope this can be the one, uh, the record that I don't know, kind of cements us as more of a household name. Yeah, for sure. And you're going, you said you're going overseas with, um, with trash boat. Yeah. We're su- direct support for trash boats headliner uh, in September. It's three weeks. 
we're doing uh, U- Europe, the UK, and Ireland. That's dope. Do you need any help with anything? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to think of some roles that I can get you boys to come over. Maybe we could do like some international live podcasts with people over there. See if people like some puck out there. We could. I think they do. We yeah. we have like a bunch of Great Britain fans that are Islander fans. It's kind of yeah. I cool. love that. Like, why the hell not? I mean, especially European. Uh, I don't know much about England and English hockey <laughs> or oh, Ireland. That's perfect. But... I did a semester in England, so I can be your t- your guide. You're like the guide there that we need. There we that's, go. I mean, that's. Yeah. It sounds like we have this. This sounds like an idea in the beginning, right now. We, correct. Yeah, we are connecting these dots, <laughs> and I'm glad we recorded it all. So just so, so that <laughs> we way goes, we can revert back. Right, so when I show up for the flight and everyone's like, who is this asshole? Like, I have the recording right here. Hey, he said Boss I did. told me I'm good to go. So, exactly. Exactly. But that's awesome, man. That's good to hear. And I, I, I definitely think this is going to be the album that cements you guys. I mean, your sound is exactly what we talked about earlier in the episode. It's tough as fuck. Um, it's definitely standing out from what is um, hot on the block right now, kind of on your own corner, doing your thing. Um, it appeals to a lot of music that we were all listening to in high school, like we talked about. And it's just like good to hear like exactly what you said. I mean, I don't mean to blow smoke up your ass here, but you basically hit the nail on the head. I mean, it just kind of reminds you of that good old hard stuff that you listened to when you were young and angry. Um, and it's glad to hear people aren't as sad as the music that's been being put out that you guys are making some tough stuff to for for us tough guys that's true you're gonna hear you're gonna hear a lot of the good tough stuff but we we also mix in that that, that dynamic you know to make you a little sad to make you, you a little it. bit you uneasy yeah absolutely so yeah. there's gonna be some uh, th- there's gonna be some stuff for everyone and we're finally excited to um really dive into the different realms of capstan that people have heard or maybe that we haven't showcased yet so Hey, on a full-length record, you can finally do that. For sure. For sure. Mikey, you got anything else? No, I'm just super excited to hear it, and uh, I'm really you know, excited with what you guys got going on. Uh, that Trash Boat Tour is going to be huge because that's like their home. So exactly. I'm man. sure they're going to be getting some solid turnouts. And uh, Is this your first time over in Europe? It is, which is one of the most exciting parts about it. Like getting, I've never been there at all. Uh, and in a weird oh, way, there was, awesome. there was like this stubborn part of me as I grew, started growing into music a little bit. I was like, man, I, I'm putting all that on the back burner because I'd love, I'd love for music to be the reason I get over there. And in a weird way, that's happening. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you know, wow. Right, right now, like I've never been over there. Maybe I've had the chance here or there, but I just never really thought too much about it because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make this take me there. And the, to say that we're doing that, too, is another just – doesn't make any sense, but trash boats blowing up. So they're like being going over there with them. And that's their first headliner. Yeah. Their first headliner tour over there should be pretty good. Holy um, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That should be pretty cool. Cause they're, they're getting into the thousands in, in caps over there. Attendees, uh, especially supporting some of these bigger bands coming up now, like our boys and as it is who are on fearless. So there's a lot of room to grow and we're just trying to push that capstan world, you know, all over the world for sure for sure so we're gonna um we're gonna close it out and i actually just thought of the job that you're gonna give me as your overseas correspondent oh i love that if you pay me ten dollars an hour 
I will go into the sta- uh, the crowd and I will throw octopuses onto the stage. <laughs> Dude, and I love it because most people over there may not quite understand, but the They'll, ones that do will be in our hearts forever. Correct. That they will they will have an experience like there was some chubby white kid <laughs> that just ran out of nowhere with a fistful of octopus and threw this shit on the stage and these crazy Yanks just kept playing and thought it was awesome. <laughs> and like that'll be like you want people to write home to mom about Capstan? That's that's the experience we're talking about. That's I it. think Thanks. you have some very original ideas and you need to be hired immediately. Yeah, great. All right. We'll work <laughs> out the paperwork on the back end when we stop recording. All right, but, cool. Bozzy, you're the man. That's awesome. Um, it's always cool to talk about a team that's kind of um, not really in our um, – I don't know, in our driver view, <laughs> you know, so yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely don't talk about the wings a lot. So it's awesome to hear it. And also Capstan's killing it, man. I don't have to tell you that again. And um, yeah, we're just glad to have you on and hopefully we'll have you on again, man. We'd love to do it again. We'd love to be back. Um, I'm sure we can uh, meet up down the road and obviously some of the other guys in Capstan too. Uh, I will say now after this podcast, I am a, I, I am a, a resident Isles fan. Yes. For the rest Ooh. of the year, we're so sorry. I'm, we didn't I'm on to... board. No, come on, let's go. Let's. Uh, we'll start with winning a playoff series. Let's. Win I like a playoff the move. Series. I like the move. Let's try. There we go. And you know what? That will be a success this year. And you guys are moving in the right direction. Uh, I like it. I like You're it. the man. And uh, take care of our boy Franz over there. We, we, oh, we you know him. it. I know oh, he's right Franz? in our backyard. Yeah, talk about Franzi. There you we go. Yeah, that. he's right in our backyard. I don't know if he likes hockey, but hey. Uh, no, sure Franz Nielsen. We're Franz talking Nielsen. about. No. <laughs> Franz I don't know who you were talking about, but yeah. that guy Franz sounds Shout cool out too. To other Franz I thought you were talking about Franz like, from Attila. Like I think you were talking about Franz from Attila. Um, I don't oh, know if you guys gosh. like Attila at all, but he lives here in Florida. But yeah, Franz uh, Franz Nielsen. One thing I love about him is he's a class act. Could could be a captain if it wasn't for Larkin, but he's helped leading the, the new wave of Wings players. So thank you guys for that. No problem. It's all about that backhander, and you're welcome for all those wins in the shootout. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. He's a beast. Yep. Also, shout out Franz to Attila. We're sorry for the mix-up, but you yeah. are also in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, man. So you have a good night, and enjoy Daylight Savings Time, dogs. Hey, heck yeah, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. We'll talk to you soon. Will do. All right. Thanks, bro. Woke up today and figured I'd burn Michael, Devon, look at me, getting jobs, dealing and dealing. wheeling and dealing. I'm, listen, we didn't know that guy, never met before, cold called him, and now he's bringing me to England in September. This is a wild, wild time we're living in right now, Michael. Well, you got that personality, man. I, I, that's why I do this podcast. I just want to use it as an excuse to talk with you once a week that's a good point do you think that i'm gonna have to reuse the octopi 
or do I get new octopi per show? Like, they're, I, I, they're, they're a they're metrics. They're pretty slimy. I feel like they would just take up all the dirt and grime from the floor. I feel like you would have to get a new octopi. I'm uh, feeling like it's not octopi. It's definitely octopuses. But whatever. Uh, like, what a like what a like an oddly cool tradition. Because like you have to be a a, a big time like you got to be a dude to be walking around with just a fistful of fucking octopus tentacles on your hands and just yeah. Throw they're not it like bringing calamari. Like they're no, bringing no, no. the full fucking octopus. Could you imagine if we played them in the playoffs? Like we just throw calamari on the ice. Just Little Galamad for yes, ah, like people like dude. Joey Botafuco be fucking laughing his ass off in the third row. Like, oh yeah, this fucking asshole with his Calamad, the dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. Like I'm just thinking of the people that go to fucking Islander games. They'd be like, uh, oh my god. god, what a we got those fucking assholes. Yeah, I know, Tommy. I know. You know what I mean? Like what? A, like I'm just thinking about like what would what like. It, it would have to be a combination of pizza or bagels for us. Like, what would you throw on ice? Like, pizza? Like, does that fuck up the ice, like, terribly? It couldn't fuck up the ice more than a an octopus. Yeah, because remember when Florida tried to, like, retaliate in that one playoff series and they started throwing, like, the rats on the ice? I don't yeah, really... Yeah, but that was, not, that was like a that was like a story, wasn't it? Dude, I was young. I, that was, like, an like, old story. I think they... I think they... Uh, there's someone like there was like a rat in the dressing room or something. We'll look it up. There's somebody over there cursing me like, how the fuck do you not know this? And you run a hockey podcast because it's not a hockey podcast, asshole. It's a hockey music podcast. I, I don't know how many times I have to say it. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so we'll do a poll. Like if you were to like if we were going to have like the throw something on the ice celebration, what will we throw? Because you have I like that. That's some good content, bro. Dude, I am just the factory. All I do is is get interactions um pizza bagels what else could you throw black Probably and white cookies black and white cookies correct entomans rest in peace um entomans is gone yeah isn't it isn't entomans entomans is the one that's done like years ago Dude, I don't know. I I I've only shop at Aldi these days, so I don't even see name brand stuff. You hipster fuck. Anyways, um what are like a like a shopping bag from Macy's? That's like something. Bloomingdale's, bro. Bloomies. Century 21. There's only 3 Century 21s in the world. Did you know that? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one in on Long Island. I was going to say in a, a mall don't worry i know i know you heard in then the other one is in morristown which was like where i went to school so i'm cornering the market on century 21s like it's big time never been in one just live next to them. you're welcome for that bit of information anyways back to capstan um yeah i mean boz is awesome and he's got the dopest nickname and the dopest beard big beard guy i'm a big beard supporter yeah don't tell anybody, but I have a beard. I, I see that. I'm, I'm anybody, feeling it. Anybody know? I'm not allowed to have one for the fire department. So whatever you do, don't tell anybody that I have a beard. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, like I said, and I've said it in the past, you know, we don't we don't talk about the Red Wings. Don't think about it. But they are original six. Um, 
they have the dopest. Uh, their their uniforms are cool. Um, their logo confused me because I was like, what does the two have to do with each other when I was younger? I obviously know now um, what Detroit and a wheel have to do with each other. Um, uh, but yeah, um, it's cool. It's it's cool uh, to talk to an original six fan that isn't a Rangers fan. Um, and I feel like we taught him more about us than we kind of knew about them. Yeah, but you know, the I I didn't realize that they were tanking for Hughes. Like you know, I feel like a player like that could turn what they have already like established yeah. around really quick, and we could be seeing the Red Wings back in the playoff. You know, playoffs every year again. Yeah, really, for sure. Really soon. For sure. I mean, they have the Weiserman goes back. Like you know, why does everybody think that's gonna? I listen. I, I don't want to break the guy. Happen. What? think that is gonna happen they may pay bro what if what if tampa just pays him well that that usually is the driving force is uh, money yeah like what is he left there for a reason didn't he that money comes straight out of ownership so like that's the same situation with barry trotz like sometimes owners are like hey yeah you want more money but you know how important is this job and they're and sometimes owners are willing to part with you know, someone that they're going to regret later on. Yeah, for sure. But just like when you have something that Tampa has right now, like Stevie Y was with was with Detroit, wasn't he? Well, yeah, he played all those years with them. Right. But didn't he have a he had a role in in the Detroit? Uh, I I don't know if he did after his playing career. You know, I could be completely wrong, but yeah. Why am I? What am I? Am I thinking of something incorrectly here? Who? There's somebody that left Detroit and went to Tampa. I'm pretty sure it was him. I'm pretty sure he had a role with the organization, and I guess expected to be the heir apparent of the of the GM position. And then somebody, again, somebody's sitting there and they're like, "What the fuck is this kid talking about?" So I feel like I'm crazy there. But like, if you're if you're Tampa, how do you not throw the house at him? I mean. The like he said, like what he's built there is is absolutely incredible, you know. So I don't um, I mean yeah, um, I guess he was the he was the driving force for the um Stamco situation, right? I mean he got Stamco to stay. Yeah, and and Stamkos didn't really go to the open market as you know, like you know who we like to talk about did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he pointed out something good too, which was great. It, it was crazy. Excuse me. Um, that he did. Yeah, that that he was able to stay. I guess he didn't. Yeah, I guess he never went to free agency, right? He signed before free agency. Yeah, there was like the whole Stamkos watch, but you know he didn't tour around the country. Like I know the Islanders were even considering it, but it's not like he ever came and and sat down with us. Yeah, boom, motherfucker. Yeah, I told you. Stevie White. Iserman had expressed his desire to run a team while with the Red Wings front office since the latter part of his playing career and gain experience in running a team through his work with Hockey Canada, having assembled several rosters between 2007 and 2010 for Hockey Canada. However, after Red Wings general manager Ken Holland, the team's GM since 97, was given a contract extension to continue his role, and with his path to GM blocked by assistant general manager Jim Nill, who him who himself had been given another long-term deal, it became clear that it would not be the Red Wings. 
It was later revealed in the Detroit News in 2016 that Red Wings owner Mike Illich attempted to promote Holland to make room for Iserman to become the team's GM, but Holland declined the promotion. So not long after Holland received his extension, Greg Leopold, owner of the Wild, and Jeffrey Vinnick, new owner of the Tampa Bay Lightning, sought Iserman as GMs. Yeah, so he was he wanted to be he wanted to be the GM of 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 uh Detroit and the, yeah, it got blocked by yeah, the so that's why I mean like you know he he's he still wants to go back there, and I think I think that's gonna happen, yeah, eventually. I guess it's kind of lined up, you know, I mean, even Lou didn't stay in uh what you call it forever, Nashville, yeah. not no Lou, oh oh, the Dallas uh, New Jersey forever, you know what I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm glad it didn't kind of turn into – oh, not I'm glad, um, you know, but I think we're all pretty, at, as hockey fans, pretty aware of the the run that that, that, that franchise had. Um, and it didn't really have to – it's so crazy how some teams – you just don't even have to, excuse me, talk about – who these guys, who, who these people that were interviewing fans of, cause you know, <laughs> they're, they were that good a team. You know what I mean? Like you just know, like, yeah, you know, if you're, if you're a little kid growing up in Detroit, how are you not a freaking Red Wings fan at this point? Yeah. I mean, like, even like you're talking to Gambarian, like, you know, for a fact, that guy's favorite, one of his favorite uh, players is going to be Leach. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like from the Rangers, like, so when you're talking, you're talking to him, like you don't even have to say anything. You know that he's gonna have you know Littrum and and everybody on on the on the on excuse me on the mind, so um, yeah that was awesome and I'm super stoked. I mean he um he's excited man. He's excited for everything that they have going on and they sound like they're such hard workers. They sound like they're grinding it out, making the moves that have to be made. To be successful, you know, I mean, like you said, most of them are from Michigan, so they all moved to Orlando to get this done. Um, And like you said, too, you know, they're older guys that are post-college, so they kind of know the effort it takes to be successful. You're in that kind of portion of your life where you don't have a lot of opportunities left to fail. So they're making it work. Um, And there were some really, really big bands. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for them. You you could tell in his voice, like, like let's get this done. Like, this is t- you know, I'm excited to do this. So, yeah, and and when bands have that extended time to write an album and like demo it, that's when you get the best work out of them. Like, it's not rushed. The label wasn't like, oh, you need to have this out in a certain amount of time. Like he said that they've been writing this album for like 18 months. So you know yeah. this is going to be their best work. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Um, so can't wait for you guys to catch me on tour with Capstan. Um, <laughs> and other than that, we're going to have to get our tailgates ready, get our meetups ready, and uh, hopefully the boys are getting ready too, and we're, we're going to be out here killing it. Um, and have a good week, guys. Uh, get at us at Yesman Outfitters on Twitter. Uh, Mikey, plug your stuff because I always forget where to put the. <laughs> so it's Isles Isles Meetup underscore CLT on Twitter. Yeah, I don't uh, like saying underscore. Yeah, big underscore guy. 
Yeah, and, I, don't, I just don't like saying it because I forget it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we're we're literally all around the country. So if you you need to find some other Islander fans, or you know wherever whatever city you're in, just look it up, and yeah. uh, we got your back. Yep. Uh, speaking around all around the country, I talk, I spoke about it earlier. We're going to Philly next week. Um, tickets are going to be available up to the day of the game. So uh, get one, get after it. Um, and that's going to be a hell of a game. <laughs> so I'll uh, revenge game too. I, I'm yeah. I I wouldn't want Johnny Boychuck looking down at me on the ice saying i will get you that was hard that was cool we actually didn't even talk about that that yeah. was crazy dude that i would not want crazy. that man like he is a he's an edmonton boy he don't fuck around like yeah but he's funny as shit so when he gets when he gets mad damn dog and i'm gonna tell you right now i i think his i think his his what his uh collarbone's done bro Oh, I yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's not gonna get a shot of Warchuk, so it's gonna be Ross. Like they have to, they have to put Ross in the in the. Yeah, in the you're gonna out. you're gonna witness. Uh, I think a bloodbath. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so if you get into a fight, um, you can hire me, but I'm just gonna move. Uh, when I don't feel like getting hit anymore, so that's for next weekend. But other than that, I'll always have your back. Uh. Your boy at Yes Men Outfitters, Devin Robinson, live from the hive, Mikey CLT. Mikey, that's the end of the show. Been real. Peace be with you.